There's an overwhelming amount of financial advice in the news and on social media. Who do you listen to? Are they looking out for what's best for you? How do you tune out the noise? In this podcast, trusted advisors Emily Augusto, CPA, and Amanda Vaught, JD, bring their extensive education and experience to delve into all aspects of personal finance. Emily and Amanda make topics like investing, taxes, and financial planning interesting and accessible. And they provide a framework to help you think through the plethora of financial advice and news out there. Are you ready to start making the best personal financial decisions for you? Welcome to Connecting the Dollars with Propel Financial Advisors. Today's episode is going to talk about some current events, some current headlines we're seeing around investing, um, specifically some negative headlines about the recent earnings reports coming through for the third quarter, and also um, just some thoughts about the 60-40 portfolio that has been a rule of thumb in the past. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Emily. Um don't forget, we'll throw in a little tax planning. Our favorite. Oh, of course. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> Always. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. I'm excited about Halloween coming up. Are your kids yeah. going to dress up? Halloween is so fun, right? Um, yes, my kids are dressing up. They're going to be uh, Karomi, which is a like a Hello Kitty, a Sanrio character from like the Hello Kitty universe. Oh. Cute. And um, my younger one is going to be always changing. It's, she's either going to be Moana or Mirabelle or Isabella oh. from Encanto, if you haven't seen Encanto. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Cinderella is sometimes thrown out there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, that's fun. Maybe she can yeah. have some outfit changes throughout the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what should we get into first? How about da, 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 the articles about these negative earnings reports we're seeing? So there's a lot out there. Like I just Googled earnings reports and there's, you know, like the first several are very scary headlines. So what would you tell to someone who's kind of worrying about all that? Um, well, I would just start with if you're worrying about it a lot, then maybe it's time to take a step back and um, think about something else. But, um, you know, I think earnings, it's just something that happens every quarter. It's very normal. Some earning reports are going to be great and some are going not going to be great. It's just sort of comes with the territory of stock market and investing. Um, and if that's making you worried, then, maybe your portfolio is a little too risky um, and we should think about maybe making some adjustments. But um, so that's where I would start with. But, um, you know, I do think that in general this year, the stock market has had a pretty nice recovery um, coming out of 2022 um, until, you know, I guess it started a little in August and then September was pretty bad. And now, um, and now we're deep into October and um, it, the market isn't hasn't had any recovery since that downturn the past few months. So I think people are starting to feel a little bit mm-hmm. like, oh, 
this again. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. then you see a headline, especially because the ones that pop up first are about like the big tech companies. And maybe that's why they're kind of being covered a little bit more in the news. Um, but yeah, it could, you know, spook you a little bit. But um, we say this on a lot of podcasts that, you know, if it's really scaring you, like Amanda said, take a look at your allocations, talk to your financial advisor, see what, you know, they might suggest for making any changes. But probably the worst thing you can do is take all your money out of the stock market. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yes. Sometimes the best thing you can do is to do nothing. Right. Um, But knowing, yeah, knowing when to do nothing can be the tricky part. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but for sure, if, if it's making you feel bad or you're feeling scared or, you know, those are all, feeling words, right? Um, Those aren't, you know, looking at the math and analyzing the numbers words. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if it is a feelings based reaction, that is probably going to lead to poor decision making. Right. Um, So it is a good time to take a step back. If that is feeling. Um, If you are really wanting to do something to try to, you know, do something with your finances, now is a great time to do tax planning. So it could involve your portfolio or some small changes to your portfolio, but um, we just finished the 2022 tax season. The extension date was last week, the 16th of October. And so it's a great time to do planning, like I said, because it's the third quarter, you know what you've made from January it's actually the fourth quarter. You know what you've made from January to September. So mm-hmm. you'll have a better estimate of what to use for your tax planning. Um, and also, let's see. So the main things we look at with tax planning, I'll just give a quick couple of things that are on my mind. Okay, yeah. Because I think uh, sometimes when you say tax planning, mm-hmm. sometimes people don't know what that entails. So it's good to give right. a few examples of things yes. you can do. Yeah, the first thing I would do is to look at your withholding or actually just look at what your 2022 tax return looked like. Did you get a lot of money back? Did you owe a lot? Um, Fixing your withholding can really help either side of that. If you're getting a huge amount of money back and, you know, you have you don't have a lot of rental property or you're not self-employed, then you can adjust your withholding on your W-2 to be a little less, and then you'll have your um, funds given to you throughout the year instead of having to wait until the end of the year to get that return. And then hopefully, you know, you can invest some in the market to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things is to tell your tax advisor, or you know, if you are interested in researching these types of things, um, your tax preparer will know how to handle if things, or they should know. Things like if you're buying a building or you're selling a building or you're having a child, just like any life events, any major changes to your income, now would be a great time to bring that up because you still have time to pay any taxes before the uh, final estimated tax payment date, which is early January of next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then how can investments affect your tax return? Oh, um, uh, a lot of different ways throwing that to you (laughs) so many ways um 
I think, you know, it starts from the type of account you use, the type of investments you buy, um, how long you've held the investments, right? Short-term versus a Mm long-term thing. Um, It's just, it can have a big impact or a small impact on your tax return. Um, But if you have been working on your tax planning, you know, there's, there's um, different ways you can prepare for this. So, you know, um, what is the income limit, like $80,000 or so? And if you're under $80,000, then you might not owe capital gains tax on a sale of a, of a security, right? But if you're over a certain income limit, then, you know, then you have to pay extra tax on the sale of securities with the um, net investment income tax. Mm -hmm. Um, And so your income can impact the tax you pay on your investments as well. Um, So there's just so many different factors um, that can impact it. And um, a lot of times when people are just investing on their own and they don't appreciate the tax consequences, they can get into trouble quickly. And so, um, you know, I've seen some tough cases where people have gotten these giant tax bills that they just it wasn't even on their radar mm-hmm. that that was, was a possibility yeah. um, because if you go on like a brokerage website, they will explicitly say like, we are not allowed to give you tax advice. And mm-hmm. so they don't, they don't tell you the tax consequences of some of these things. So um, right. if you're not aligned with your, or if you're a financial advisor or broker who's investing for you mm-hmm. is not, thinking of you know tax consequences or doesn't fully know your tax situation then you could be stuck with a really huge bill um, especially if those particular um, certain holdings are in the wrong type of account yeah for sure and if yeah i mean when we work with people we always want to know their tax situation Mm -hmm. and and tax sensitivity because some people are more skittish about paying tax than others (laughs) um and if you know, somebody's investing for you and they're not asking you these questions and, you know, you, you got to think about you know, yeah. <laughs> what are they looking out for? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so you have, yeah. So I mean, how many times can I say, be careful with that, but yeah. nobody wants to get a giant tax bill on April 15th. Right. Definitely. Um, but I just wanted to also pick up on what you said earlier about adjusting your withholding, right? Because if you are under withholding, that can lead to late fees and penalties. And and with the higher interest rate environment we're in now, the IRS is also charging higher interest rates on those late right. fees and penalties. And last I checked, it was 8%. And this is October 2023. Um, and I don't know the future, but I know that the Fed says they're not going to be lowering rates anytime soon, which means the IRS is not going to be lowering that rate anytime soon. So getting on top of that tax planning, it not just saves you money or prepares you for April 15th, but it saves you money on those interest and late fees, um, Mm -hmm. which can can be, you know, thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, they definitely add up. They definitely add up. And who wants to waste thousands of dollars? Yeah. on an unnecessary tax bill probably nobody so, right and you know even if you're on a payment plan the interest changes with you know the current rate so yeah the last couple of years since it's been lower it's kind of been like all right we will just kind of let that ride but 
yeah, now that it's getting a bit higher, it might be something you want to either try to get a hold, get ahead of, or you know, just take a look at your overall budget again and see what you can allocate towards those higher interest debts. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Should we take a look at the second type of article we're talking about? Yes. <laughs> All right. So a man found an article about the 60-40 portfolio. So that means 60% invested in stocks and 40% in bonds. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Said that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's been a rule of thumb you may have heard of for the last, I don't know, 30 years or so, or since people have been investing. Longer. Yeah. I just picked 30 for some reason. But um you're such a millennial. Sorry. That's when history started. My, the world had, didn't start until I was born. So <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you've heard that as a rule of thumb, but that doesn't necessarily make sense for everyone. Obviously, like your time horizon for investing in your individual goals and risk tolerances are important in deciding how much you're going to be invested in stocks versus bonds. Um so is that, what do you think about that type of portfolio? Who do you think would be, would benefit from it or not benefit? I don't know. I have so many thoughts about the 60, 40 portfolio. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would call it a debate. I don't know who's debating it out there, but <laughs> it's a great thing to bring up at parties, right? Oh yeah. People yeah. love that kind of talk. <laughs> but I do, you know, the 60-40 portfolio has been sort of this mainstay of investment, generic investment advice for a long time, as you said. Mm-hmm. And um, the past two years, it just really hasn't worked. And so it's, um, you're seeing more and more articles saying, is it dead? Is it dead? Um, and a lot of the articles, I, some of them are better than others of addressing the issues, but um you know, like with anything in investing, it's, it depends on the person, but I think, you know, maybe a few years ago, the 60, 40 was dead. And now I think it even makes a little bit more sense than it did two years ago. So I think people who are asking this question now are a little bit behind the times. Hmm. Um, But because now um, we've seen the end of a 40 year bull market in bonds um, the bond market has just absolutely tanked. If you've been in in the index, which a lot of people are in, if they're in like a target date retirement or fund, they just buy the 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 AG as is as it's called, um, and that just gets you you know index bonds. And um, you know if you hear that generic investment bias to just buy an index that people say for the stock market. Um, just doing that for the bond market, I think people are seeing that that doesn't really work so well. Um, so, you know, the things we've been doing for clients the past couple of years is not buying that index, buying shorter duration bonds um, and buying bond alternatives the past couple of years because um, we knew when the Fed started raising rates that the price of bonds would go in the toilet. So. Mm-hmm. Now that rates are higher, now is, you know, is a great time to get into the bond market, but I would not get into the bond market in an index still, um, cause it's just, um, not gonna, I don't, I can't say if it's going to work for you or not, right? Nobody right, knows. It all depends. Yeah. But I think what the important, the key thing 
of the 60-40 not working is the correlation because the reason that had been advice that worked is because stocks and bonds were not correlated. So if stocks went down, bonds could protect your portfolio or vice versa. Um, and the past few years, we saw stocks and bonds both tank at the same time. Um, and so that was a painful wake-up call for a lot of people. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how many details we should get into on this podcast, Emily. Um, yeah, but it's also bringing up the point of an active versus a passive portfolio. It's typically in those passive portfolios, you would be in indexes um, and you wouldn't stray or buy any like individual bonds usually. So, yeah, like you said, a, yeah, like a few years ago, we were already looking into some different opportunities because we knew the the interest rate was going to go up that's a very proactive approach that we we try to take with clients portfolios Mm -hmm. yeah we love to buy individual bonds especially lately um but you know i think it's unfortunate a lot of the 401k plans don't give you those choices um and we've done a lot of webinars where we talk about investing choice is a really powerful factor in deciding where to invest your money and in 401k plans that don't give you that investing choice, especially now. And the, when the bond market is so, I feel is particularly key now mm-hmm. and you, you can't access other types of bonds through your 401k. It's, it's a problem, I think. Um, and I think it's more important than ever to look at, should I use a Roth IRA outside of work where I can access these other type of bonds or a brokerage mm-hmm. account or whatever it is um, that would be appropriate for your circumstances, right? Um, yeah. Is more important than ever so that you can have access to these other types of investments that yeah. um, you don't in a 401k. So. so that's another good piece of advice if you're worried about the headlines, something besides tax planning that you can maybe, you know, tangibly take action is to um, potentially open a Roth or a brokerage account or any kind of um, account that lets you have a little bit more choice instead of just focusing on your 401k. I mean, if you have a 401k or any kind of employer plan, um, we usually say that put in as much as you can to get the match. Hopefully there is a match. And then if you have any extra, then put it in a different account so you can diversify your portfolio even further. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've given a lot of topics to bring up at your Halloween parties and, you know, on Thanksgiving. Talk about, we can talk about inflation hedges at the Thanksgiving table. Oh man. You're invited. Amazing. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up today. Hopefully those headlines are not too scary and um, we hope everyone has a wonderful week. Yeah. And we should also say, if you do want to talk about your bond portfolio, I love to talk about it, not just at parties. And you can, <laughs> you can make an appointment on our website to talk about it more. For that, Propelfinancialadvisors.com. So. And we'll link everything um, yes. on our yeah. site. Okay. Right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. That will do it for this episode of Connecting the Dollars. Nothing discussed in this episode should be considered legal, financial, or tax advice. If you like what you heard, please subscribe for more at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your content. When you do, please give us a rating and a review. 
To see the links we mentioned in our show, along with other great Propel Financial Advisors content, go to connectingthedollars.com. You can find our past episodes there and subscribe to our newsletter. And if you're still here because you have a general question, you can email us directly at info at connectingthedollars.com. Or if you're interested in working with us, click the Schedule a Consultation button on our website. Thank you for listening.